Oh my goodness. Hello, and welcome to a Patreon shout-out for a podcast that I added it and we're releasing. I haven't done this in a month, so let's see if I'm still good at it. Shout out to Alice Montgomery, Andrew Albers, Ben Krieger, Casual Colleen, Charlotte Ellis, Colleen Humphreys, Doc Rubente, Eddie DeSantiago, Emily Lyon, Emma the Seance, Emo Seal, Lymphatic Olive, Ezra, brand new shout out to Effin Science Man, Kirby's Creeper, Kyle Hatfield, Matt aka Stormageddon, Nancy Konak, shout out Cam's mom, Nene12715, Nez, Nick Potter, Pilnock, Sammy V, Spence, Steph, Stephen Mayfield, Victoria Dion, and Zach. I think I did that. I did that from memory, by the way. You can't prove me wrong. Anyway, yes, we are back from break. The normal feeds will be full of nice little things for you and yours to enjoy and listen to. If you want to be included in the amazing golden handful of people that help us keep the lights on here, you can go to patreon.com slash somegoodshows or go to bigbone.zone or... Go to peepeepoopoo.club. All right, here we go. It's going to be 2023's podcast catalog starting now. friends and welcome to Hamburg Lore, the show where we explore the weird characters and history that's used to sell you food and other garbage. I'm your host, Cam Koenig. And uh, Nathan's going to be a little extra. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, well, today we're joined by our good, good pal, Chloe. Hi, Chloe. How's it going? Hi, guys. Yay. It is going. It is going. Correct. It's, yes. It is, it's going. Um, we haven't, I think, had you on this show since our like first run where we did the like M&M's fuck, Mary kill test. Um, yes. So I don't remember your answer to this, but Chloe, what's your favorite fast food item? Um, okay. Knee-jerk reaction is say like a Wendy's Frosty. Oh, yes. that's a good one. Yeah. Man, they they just came out with a peppermint one. Yeah. That like I'm yeah. very into. Curious it's how not, it is. It's, it's not as good with the fries, obviously. Yeah, like, peppermint that. potatoes is no good. Mm. But yeah. Like, but like, are you a fries and Frosty person? I actually just tried that recently and I was like, oh my God. It's so good, here. dude. It's so good. It's so <laughs> fucking good. It. Yeah. <laughs> I I am such a fan of that stuff. And I try it with other, like, I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'll have like a chocolate shake from McDonald's mm -hmm. and have the fries with it. Absolutely mm -hmm. garbage bullshit. Don't do it. Terrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right, good it's, to know. It's, it's something about the like barely chocolate flavored, <laughs> like chocolate frosty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and the fucking fries with the goddamn skin on it it's so fucking good yeah it's gotten to the point sometimes we're all just like walking into the living room and audrey's just like are you good are you okay and i'm like i want i want frosty <laughs> uh, and then you know just like it's like all right well i'll just go drive to wendy's really quick and then i just get a big fucking frosty and everything's great and my depression is cured but speaking of ice cream <laughs> oh shit uh today we're talking about uh imo the worst condiment ever. We're talking about ketchup. Oh, um, oh, 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 I have okay. to recover from this. Uh, I know, interesting segue. Okay. Yeah, specifically, <laughs> we're talking about Heinz ketchup. And Cam isn't even the one, like, uh, 
Cam is the one person in this podcast that hasn't lived or spent lots of time in Chicago, right? right. So like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you're the one with beef with ketchup. Interesting. I just don't like ketchup. I never really have. I think my mom's probably going to text me like in whenever this comes out being like, you ate so much ketchup as a kid. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, Sorry, Nancy. <laughs> what do either of y'all know about like the Heinz company. Do y'all know like anything at all other than the fact that they are just ketchup? The lore behind them? No. I know that they make more than just ketchup. Yeah. And I know that they make uh they make a they make a woman that's married to John Kerry. That's what I <laughs> Oh, they're also the company that makes the horrible uh, combination abomination thing. Yeah, right? like the mayo chup and stuff yes. like that. <laughs> yeah. Mayo chup, yeah, dude. I I couldn't find a real way to like talk about that because I don't really like thinking about it. And there's kind of just like not really much there. Um, but I just I just wonder how many because every time I go to like you know a grocery store, I see like new combinations of mm -hmm. stuff with like dumber mm -hmm. and dumber names. And I'm just like waiting for the time they try to do like a cocktail sauce and something else. And so that it's just like, <laughs> like cock chup or like <laughs> cock AO. Yeah. Like uh, uh, Cockstered. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Good Lord. Anyway. Cockstered. Uh, um, yeah. Like that's the thing about condiments, though, is like you can just kind of do whatever, you know. They all go yeah. the, on the same yeah. thing anyway. It's true. Yeah. But like, like that episode where we talked about pink sauce, people still eat that shit. People apparently like it, whatever. Like, I'm not going to fucking get anywhere near that because I value my life. No, thank but. you. But those those combination things, they remind me of like the Smucker's Goober. Yeah. That has like, oh, yeah. That has like jelly and peanut butter. And even as a kid, I was like, unnatural. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like don't, yeah. Don't put them together like There's that. There's something unholy <laughs> about them. Um, so in 1869 man named nice. by the name uh, yeah nice uh, a man by the name of henry john hines a pennsylvania born child of immigrants founded the hines noble and company with his friend l clarence noble uh and what did they sell horseradish they sold horseradish uh that was like their big first thing um it was the first product in their quote anchor brand uh like anchor like the uh, seafaring thing not the portable chargers uh <laughs> the name of which was selected for the uh biblical symbol of hope the anchor um they went bankrupt six years later uh that's the report everyone thank you so much um okay. so anyway uh because uh white dudes uh fail upwards constantly uh, a year later, he founded the F&J Heinz Company with a few members from his family, a couple cousins, and they, they launched arguably the most successful condiment of all time, which is Heinz tomato ketchup. It is, I think, impossible to think about ketchup without somebody picturing the fucking Heinz bottle like in their head. Like it is like on a level of like Kleenex. Yeah. With like, you know, tissues and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you think of the label with the like shield thing and like, you know, going to like Big Boy or whatever and having the mm -hmm. like glass containers of it and stuff like, no, Heinz is like, it, like if an anime has, <laughs> if an anime has a drawing of a ketchup bottle, it's going to be like a parody of the Heinz bottle, right? right? right. Like that's, that's how famous <laughs> it is. Yeah, uh, it, it, they, they weirdly kind of did a Kleenex thing because whenever 
ketchup first like came around uh it went by like ketchup spelled like c-a-t-c-h-u-p there was like you know c-a-t-s-u-p and then k-e-t-c-h-u-p which is what we know it as today the reason that it is really just kind of called that is because that's what they marketed their bottle as like they picked the name they were the winner so everybody else just fell in line which i think is super interesting so there were like many accepted spellings all three of them are like they all are completely like acceptable terms for that exact type of thing which i think was super interesting but now if you ask for cats up, you sound like an old, old, right. old, old person. Yeah, yes. like, <laughs> 100%. Yeah. No, like people will look at you really fucking weird. I like a bottle of cats. Up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so here's a fun fact. Uh, this report is pretty much just a few fun facts because they're, it's, it's ketchup. Because like, it's ketchup. It's whatever, yeah. right. Um, there are people close to the company and a lot of people in the United States that like really truly believe that Henry J. Hines is the inventor of ketchup, like period. Oh. Uh, that that did not happen. That was that's that's <laughs> not true. That is super not true. Uh, ketchup originates like kind of as like an old uh, like the, the naming for it. I'm not going to get into like reading off the names and the translations and all that stuff because I will fuck them up and I just don't need that. From the Greek, kachupi. Right. Um, so it started out as like an old like Chinese recipe that was like kind of a similar condiment thing that it was a lot more similar to like a soy sauce or a uh, Worcestershire sauce. Yeah. Um, and then it like came over to the UK in like the 18th century and people basically made their own ketchups out of like mushrooms or blueberries or like walnuts and stuff like that. Um, oh, like the psychic damage. I just endured yeah. thinking about blueberry ketchup. And it's, it's, it's interesting because we think of it as just tomato ketchup. Right. But, but there's different varieties, oh. right? Ketchup is like, like they legally have to call it on the bottles, like tomato ketchup, because like ketchup is a like, style of condiment they couldn't just sell like juice right absolutely it's super interesting and it's fucking weird and i never thought about it this this show is so good at giving you weird facts that you can just say in like weird moments of quiet at work or whatever 100 did you know that ketchup is only a variety yeah Um, looking at my do not google mushroom ketchup yeah it looks like but like we uh on the episode we did about jollybee they do banana ketchup that's like a very Mm -hmm. filipino thing and that shit's good as fuck dude yeah oh my god um it's it's literally just like you know like you have your like central ingredient for flavor and then everything else is like you know basically turning it into a sauce it's super interesting um tomato ketchup was uh already actually sold by people in the united states as early as 1837 which is like you know 20 to 30 years before heinz started making ketchup um and interestingly enough, and I thought this was super fascinating, um, it was more popular uh, before, like, tomato ketchup was more popular than eating fresh tomatoes were at the time, because the tomato plant uh, in the 19th century, like, it looks just like a nightshade plant, 
which will kill you. And so everybody just kind of thought that tomatoes were poisonous until like past the 19th century. And they felt like they could eat tomato ketchup because it was processed. Which made it safe. That shit is fucking fascinating. That's really cool. Yeah. Nightshade? Tomatoes versus nightshade. Like the leaves on the plants look really similar. And so everybody just assumed that tomatoes were also poisonous. Huh. Okay, but nightshade doesn't make tomatoes, right? No, 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 no. The the plants (laughs) itself look very similar. And if you eat nightshade, you're in a bad time. Um, Let's make some nightshade ketchup. Right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so I thought that was super interesting. But yeah, uh, he was not the inventor. He is like the Thomas Edison of ketchup. Um, He absolutely like just was the most successful person at kind of marketing that stuff. Like people had been making tomato ketchup and selling it way before he ever did. But, you know, if you ask certain people specifically, I think around in like the Philadelphia area that are were around whenever Heinz got really big, uh, they're like, yeah, no, it's like. Heinz is Heinz is the inventor of ketchup. Like that boy, he invented that shit. And he like he super fucking didn't. <laughs> so anyway, in the year 1888, nice. Uh, Heinz <laughs> bought out his business partners and rebranded the company as the pause for laughter H J Heinz Company. Um, <laughs> Some H J ketchup. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, it stands for his name, but it's a lot funnier this way, right? And a famous blowjob. There's ketchup involved, then, you know, maybe keep that to yourself. Um, Call a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. That's where the walnut ketchup comes in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We put the nut in walnut. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Introducing nutchup. (laughs) Nutchup! It's just mayo nut. It's all it is, right? Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm going to stop thinking about that. Uh, so around the time that this rebrand happened, uh, they had the slogan that has just been kind of used everywhere and is like part of their like big culture uh, over at Heinz, which is the 57 varieties line. Right. Yes. Um, it's like kind of it's like very similar to like the Dr. Pepper 23 flavors thing, except guess what? The 57 varieties completely fucking made up it's fiction we made it up <laughs> oh like 100 percent fucking fabricated he picked the number 57 because five was his favorite number and seven was his wife's and he saw an ad oh, for like a local shoe company that said they had 21 different styles and he thought it was a good tagline holy shit all right so okay. he could have just said like there's five million yeah. <laughs> tomatoes in every bottle yeah i i have to hijack this for a second because i did google nutchup mm-hmm. it does exist as a real product i don't i hate peanut that. nutchup okay, i put it in the hamburger chat okay, it's right. a oh, pandy brand creamy nut topping oh. nut squeezy peanut butter oh i mean if it's just yeah, if it's, if just, it's just like a peanut, peanut butter, butter. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Actually, they've got uh, pink Himalayan salt nut chup. Mm, yeah, get that crystal healing in there. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I'm very unhappy that nut chup is real. <laughs> yeah, me too. Actually, great branding on their part, though. Like, good shit on that. Oh, yeah. yeah, go to nutchup.com, everyone. <laughs> maybe maybe in incognito mode. Um, right, <laughs> yeah, but. Just uh, about the 57 varieties, uh, 
he said about this uh, that he picked those numbers additionally because, quote, psychological influence of that figure and of its endearing significance to people of all ages. I don't know what that means. I just thought it was that funny implies, that he said that. That implies that like the number 57 is like something that is resonant in human. Brain yeah, we're getting into like right? weird, like angel number territory here. <laughs> like, I think that was probably more about like the fact that like people resonate to the number seven, like lucky seven, sure. like the Jesus Christ shit, all that other stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything else for Heinz has just been, you know, just they have been a success. They're fucking Heinz. They're everywhere. Uh, at one point, they had 52% of the fucking condiment market. Oh. Like, that's fucking insane. Um, but the real reason that I started looking into Heinz. Right. It's because of Heinz Easy Squirt, baby. Oh, shit. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I was laying in bed this morning. Audrey's like, what are you recording today? And I'm like, I got, I got a hamburger glory today. We're recording with Chloe. It's going to be super fun. Chloe's great. And then uh, she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, you should do the weird Heinz colored ketchups. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. And then I started looking into them and I only have one paragraph of information. So you're about to get that information. <laughs> Did y'all ever have this stuff like growing up or anything? No. They came out with this stuff. My mom was like, I'm not buying green ketchup and purple ketchup. Like, no way. But I remember it, like, extremely vividly. Mm -hmm. My brain was on at this point in my life. <laughs> and I was like, I want the purple ketchup. And I never got it. But Chloe, did you ever have it? I never had it. I've always seen the purple one and just something about it. I'm like, I don't want to try that. That looks gross. It looks yeah. like icing. It's yeah. weird. Like, yeah. none of the commercials look appetizing. It looks like it would be that nightshade poisoning. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the purple is the nightshade. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, you're right. <laughs> um, so if you weren't familiar, um, if, if you were, you know, conscious around, like, the early 2000s, just Google. Maybe don't Google Easy Squirt, but, like, Easy Squirt Ketchup. Um, and you'll, like, probably just have, like, this weird fucking blast of nostalgia hit you in the face. Uh, it was basically just a bunch of, like, bottles that were designed for, like, you know, their, like, pitches were all about, like, oh, you can draw on your food and, like, do these fun little designs. And they were all, like, different colors. Um, and the colors and the different flavors were Blastin' Green and Funky Purple mm. and Stellar Blue and Mystery Color. Um, what? And the mystery color <laughs> was one of three different flavors, which were passion pink, awesome orange, or totally teal. Wait, were they different oh. flavors? No. No way. Not this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So okay. the way that they were made, which I think is super interesting, because they launched the green one first, because they were like, that's probably an easier sell, because green tomatoes exist, right? Um, they have not the green tomatoes never been anywhere near this fucking product. Uh, the way that they were made no. was that they basically take the base tomato ketchup and then they use stuff to remove the red coloring completely. And then they use artificial food dyes to make each of the colors. Huh. And that fun fact legally did not make it ketchup whoa oh. so um if you look at some of the bottles of those uh all of them basically say that they taste just like heinz tomato ketchup same great heinz taste exactly yeah 
vitamin C added. So they did add vitamin C to them. Um, a kid, a kid condiment. Yes, is what it says. Yeah, they 100% were like marketed as kids at kids. Uh, the green one also launched when the first Shrek movie came out. Let's go. Which is fucking Let's brilliant. Let's fucking go, boys. That yeah. is perfect marketing. Right yeah, there. they had like at the end of every commercial for this shit, they would cut to like a clip of fucking Shrek eating like a snail in a hot dog bun and then he just had the bottle of the fucking green ketchup and just like squirted it on there and donkey's like what are you doing he's like it's green it's good and then or whatever the fuck shrek says i don't care um but <laughs> it's green it's good yeah uh that was like such a brilliant marketing move i think and that was like a huge part of the reason that they like saw a bunch of like immediate success with this they sold the amount that they expected to sell over a year in three months holy shit um i feel like shrek was like the last gasp of the like 90s gross out like yeah humor yeah. vibes like 100 you didn't really get products after shrek that were like ew it's gross or whatever like uh. yeah <laughs> um but it sold like incredibly fucking well until it just kind of didn't like it was only around for like four to six years i think it was released around the time, like, part of the reason people just kind of lost interest was they didn't really keep up momentum. Like, if you have this, like, really hot thing, you, like, definitely want to try and get, like, a bunch of different other stuff out, too. And they just kind of let, they were just like, yeah, we're good. Everything's fine. Everything's great. And then it just fell apart. Also, partially due to the fact that, like, as we got later into the early 2000s, people started to be a lot more wary of artificial food stuff and like artificial sure. ingredients, you know, and, you know, like since that thing was like very clearly artificial, some would say that it was not created under any sort of God's light. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it, a lot of parents were just like, I'm not going to fucking buy that shit for my kids. Are you kidding me? Like, why, why, why would I do that? Um, and like they even like the fortified with vitamin C thing was definitely like a hey parents it's good please please it's got a vitamin in it please <laughs> it's got vitamin. vitamin yeah <laughs> please um yeah like otherwise there's not really kind of a whole lot here um I do remember having it as a kid like I said I don't really like ketchup but I remember we had it was either a green or a purple bottle in the fridge for a while and it was kind of neat. But like, I don't know, the the gimmick kind of wears off and it's just like yeah. weird ketchup. Uh they it's just kind of weird. Yeah. Just like yeah. Or weird okay. quote ketchup, I guess. Um the last thing they ever kind of did with this was one year for St. Patrick's Day, uh Burger King released a like green sauce thing that was Heinz, and it was like in just like little like, you know, ketchup packets you'd get at Burger King, but it was apparently very similar in like just it was just fucking green ketchup like that's kind of all it was Interesting. really um yeah there's kind of not really a whole lot here else otherwise like i i was like more interested to learn about heinz as a company rather than you know a product that just kind of existed for you know like four years and then just disappeared and uh right 90s kids are just do not shut the fuck up about apparently <laughs> right. um but yeah it's it's neat i don't like ketchup but i like learning about this shit so i'm like yeah all right cool yeah they uh like there was like the mayo chip stuff and they like did that for a little while uh yeah. you I, know I, I i i don't i don't 
I don't like that shit. Yeah. <laughs> that shit's unnatural. That's yeah. just, no, that was not fact, made under a god's light. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The fact that it is just like mixed together in its own bottle, it just makes it feel like a kid made it yeah. for mm-hmm. you or whatever. And was just like, I made mayo chip. And it's like, thanks, dude. Yeah, I don't want You this. sure did, bud. All right. Good job. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's kind of all I really have on Heinz, I guess. Um, they're, like, it, it is just, you know, a company that did well. I guess one other thing that I thought was interesting was back whenever a lot of the, uh, like, you know, food purity stuff, like a lot of that, like, regulation was being passed in, like, the 1900s. Uh, Heinz was actually, like, kind of on the forefront of being like, no, we should actually be clean when we make food that's actually a lot better for everybody involved like they advocated for like hey uh if you work here and need a hot shower then here you go like we like try to you know give you a ketchup shower (laughs) oh god all right (laughs) now that's nut chup anyway um anyway everybody uh that's that's all i got from my report today um and we'll be right back after this break with uh nate's report all right we are back uh nate take us away Today on the inaugural episode back after a month-long break, I want to talk about somebody that I would say many people have a fascination or obsession with in the world of food. Sometimes on the show we talk about like failures or influencers or something like that, but I want to talk about a personality in the food world that has had almost nothing but success in his life. Uh, This person is a big personality in the food world and has transcended cooking show fame to become a household name in relation to his myriad reality shows on major networks. This is a Mr. G. Ramsey. Uh, Excellent. Let's go. (laughs) Excellent. Hell yes. Did you know that his first name isn't Gordon? Not this time. It never happened. Hey, what? No. His, his His first name is Guy. And did you know that Ramsey isn't his last name, but it's his middle name? That's right. His name is Guy Ramsey Fietti. I, I, you know, that's right. Oh, We're talking okay. about Guy Fietti. Let's today, go, baby. Whose middle name is actually Ramsey. Incredible. And I was like, holy shit, another G Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's perfect. Fun fact I didn't know this until I was done with the report. The day we we're recording this is his fucking 55th birthday. Holy shit. <laughs> It would have been wild if it was his 57th. Oh. <laughs> angel numbers. Oh. What's, up, what's up, TikTok astrology girlies? We got the angel yeah. numbers. Happy happy birthday, Guy Fieri. But yeah, no, we, we must we must have got lost and we ended up in Flavortown. Oh. Do either of you guys watch or know anything about uh, Guy Fieri like at all? I, I say Guy Fieri. That is how you're supposed to say it. And I always get laughed at when I say Fieri instead of Fieri. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Give the man his flowers. <laughs> I don't know if I actually watched Diners Drivers whatever that diners diners drivers and death (laughs) (laughs) i am what about you i i love triple d it's a great show (laughs) 
that's what they call it. All right. Yeah, Can't, that's a better way to leave uh, me alone. Call it. Yeah, it's a great. I, I actually don't think it is a good way to say like. I actually, you know what? Cam loves Triple D. You know, <laughs> hey, it's twenty twenty three. All right. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. I know. I I I actually know like a little bit about the dude. Uh, don't spoil nothing. I'm not. I'm not. We're good. But uh, no, yeah. I like anytime I am like in like an Airbnb or just like at my parents' house and want to find something on the food networks, usually just running reruns of that show. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. let's fucking go. Let's network's throw that shit it. on. Like, yeah, it's a great show. He's really fun to watch. Like his, like, I think that he is, I like him a lot more than other celebrity chefs because he sounds like very down to earth and very simple. And he's just like, oh, you just fried a shitload of cheese. That sounds so good, dude. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It does. He gets man it. of the man he, of the people. He is a man of the people. And he is like um, really corny in a way that is like really endearing. I think. Yes. Yes. Um, so let's get into it. Guy was born Guy Ramsey Ferry on January 22nd, 1968. After he got married, he changed his last name to the de-anglicized version mm -hmm. of his last name that is his great-grandfather changed his name to when he came to America. Fuck yeah. It was Fieri. He changed it to Ferry. When when Guy got married, he was like, you know what? We're going like we're gonna change it back. We're gonna we're gonna write history's wrongs, and I'm gonna like we're, our family name is gonna be Fietti. Like we don't have to change our name for that. Fucking kicks ass, actually. Yeah, like yeah, that's pretty cool. I know, dude. It's like, wait a minute, that rule. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> so he grew up in Humboldt County, California. During high school, he was a foreign exchange student in France, where he developed his interest in food and cooking. Fieri attended the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Vegas and graduated with a bachelor of science in hotel management. I don't understand how that fucking works at all, but mm, yeah, mm. <laughs> science in hotel management. Yeah. I don't know. He started his association with food in grade school in his hometown, selling pretzels from his awesome pretzel cart <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. and washing dishes to finance his trip to France to study. Like he didn't come from money. As far as I can tell, he just like, saved up and raised a bunch of money for himself back in the day when it was a little bit easier to you know travel and do college in different places and stuff right um but i won't fault him for that because he still worked really hard since middle school to yeah. go to to go to france <laughs> like what the fuck yeah That's crazy dude on his return to the united states he worked at the restaurant uh, the, at the red lion inn in eureka california until he went to las vegas for college you can kind of you can kind of tell that this that this guy went to Las Vegas for his formative years. If you if you just look at yeah. Guy Fieri, right? Just look at him. Yes. Have you guys seen Guy Fieri like before before his like Food Network career? I don't think I have. Okay, and I'm not I'm not laughing at the guy how he looks because laughing at how a person looks is bullshit. But I am laughing at the at the sheer difference between his persona oh and like God. what he looks like yeah I put it in the hamburglore chat here for us to look at um yeah he looks oh. just he looks very like buttoned up and like just a dude like i wouldn't be able to pick this dude apart from like anybody else on food network no exactly, no, exactly. he just looks like a guy but it but he uh 
Well, we'll get into it. But he basically just was like, you know what? I need to like have a marketable appearance. Mm -hmm. And he's just leaned into that. And it worked. Yeah. I respect it. Yeah. 100%. Commit to the bit. 100%. <laughs> Commit to the bit. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so he like he oh my god he owned like a ton of local restaurants um became a district manager uh of a like a fancy uh like mexican restaurant chain uh managing six locations and being in charge of recruiting and training so already guys set up a career that any young restaurateur would be like jealous of and like many people kind of simply go to college for food or hotel management they move back to their hometown and they do like, you know, they have like a modest living mm -hmm. doing the thing they went to school for yeah. if they're lucky. Right? right. Like some people will just go to school for something and then they won't get a job in it. That's literally what I did with art school. Right. Like it happens. But he leveraged his like his very hard earned like French uh, like education. He came back, went to college for like hotel management science or whatever the fuck yeah. and now he is just like he's like this like restaurant czar now <laughs> so in uh <laughs> this this now starts the era of the most ridiculous restaurant names i've ever heard in my life great, um, great. good Blame on me. So in late 1996, Fieri and business partner Steve Gruber uh, opened Johnny Garlic's, a California pasta grill in Santa Rosa. Great, California. great fucking name. Off to a great start. Holy shit. <laughs> Johnny Garlic's. I don't know who the fuck Johnny Garlic is, but there were many Johnny Garlic restaurants started by them. And it was like apostrophe S Johnny Garlic. Is the like he owns the restaurant, yeah. In the in the fiction of the world, yeah. yeah. In the lore. Um, so he opened up a second location, a third location, a fourth location, a fifth location. He opened a place called uh, Tex Wasabi's Barbecue and Sushi in Santa Rosa. All right, Tex Wasabi. All right. I hate that. Yeah, Barbecue right. and Sushi. Also that's interesting. Mm, yeah, mm. like there's there's something to be said about like you know your Asian fusion, yeah. Like, dishes and stuff but mm -hmm. like barbecue and sushi like the whole point of sushi is to have like this like very delicate and like meticulously constructed like perfect bite meal and like yeah and the point of barbecue is look at how much mess I made, basically. <laughs> like, like, look at how much slop I was able to put on this plate <laughs> and how good it tastes. It is completely opposed to sushi, but that's, you know, that's fine. Whatever. He opened another uh, Tex Wasabi, uh, which he later changed to uh, just another Johnny Garlics. <laughs> Great. Um, it's a strong brand. Another Johnny Garlics, another Johnny Garlics. He, he made a lot of Johnny Garlics, <laughs> which is a crazy sentence. Uh, now I'm I'm skipping his food his food TV career for mm, right now. Mm. He opened up a restaurant in New York City in Times Square, I believe, and this became like a famous location for a very famous negative food review of his. Mm. Do you guys know about this at all? I think like, I've like heard it, that there was one, but I don't know specifics. A new well, yeah. see, I didn't I didn't read the actual thing because they wanted money from me, and I'm oh, not yeah, going to pay them money yeah, to look no. at their website. Absolutely but not. I do remember that. Basically, a New York Times like food reviewer went to his restaurant and was just like, what is what even is this? What is this donkey sauce that you have? This these trash can nachos. What is this garbage? Um, and Guy Fieri was basically just like, 
Bro, I, calm down. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. He, it was called like one of the worst food related things ever by this reviewer. Oh. And like Fieri was just basically like he he accused him of using Fieri's fame as a platform for advancing his own prestige, which I think is like bold as yeah, fuck. Yeah, it's a baller for, move. Like yeah. this guy Fieri to just be like, motherfucker, I own dozens of restaurants. Yeah. Like that, get fuck, I'm doing something. Fuck out of here, you chill out. Right. fucking clout chaser, <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Exactly. He uh in 2011, Fieri opened uh or partnered with Carnival Cruise Lines to create Guy's Burger Joint to sell Fieri's burgers fleet wide. He has 19 burgers, uh 19 burger restaurants on boats. Fuck. Huh. On 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 cruise ships just around the world. Just... Like <laughs> my fucking restaurant moves, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Get these burgers on international waters. <laughs> I got fries in different area codes, dude. <laughs> he's got casino restaurants. He's got regular restaurants. We'll get into the actual list mm -hmm. of restaurants because it is absolutely insane and very, very many. One of the best named ones is Chicken Guy with an exclamation point at uh, Disney World. Okay. I will be going there yes. this year when I go to Disney with Perfect. my family. Yeah, I need. I, I need, will do a Hamburglar special. Yeah, record. I need. I need. I need you to like record from your phone while you're eating it, and I need you to tell me how it is. Just I can on. only. Yes. I, I can only really have like the mac and cheese and fries, but still, I have. I can't not go to a place right. called Chicken Guy. Chicken with guy. Right. Chicken Guy at the Disney. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. If you didn't go, I'm um, kicking you off of this show. So exactly. So his Food Network career actually started in 2006. Um, he won the the second season of the Next Food Network star. Um. And he got a six episode commitment for his own cooking show. Those six episodes turned into a 10 year long show, um, which, hey, fucking yeah. good job, man. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Most people just kind of get their prize and like they're they're in and out and you don't because I don't remember who won the first, you know, I got nothing. Thing, the yeah. Food Network thing. They're, they're, they ain't no Emerald Lagasse, dude. <laughs> um, so let's see. He, he did uh, diners, drive ins and dives, which like aired a one hour special for its first thing mm, imagine like a feature yeah. a feature length triple d yeah <laughs> well and never mind <laughs> <laughs> phrasing sign me up <laughs> sign me up for some nutch up dude some nutch up on the okay wow um feature length triple d nutch up dude he hosted like Ultimate Recipe Showdown, Guy Off the Hook, and like a bunch of other stuff like Dinner Impossible. And he did some shit with Ace of Cakes. Mm -hmm. And there's a show called The Best Thing I Ever Ate, which is just like a bunch of chefs talking about a good meal they had, which is like That's a good show concept, a, honestly. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of like the first five minutes of this show. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. 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 In December of 2009, NBC named Fieri as the uh, host of the game show Minute to Win It, mm -hmm, which premiered mm -hmm. in March 2010 and it had two seasons and it had a fucking video game on the Wii. That is true. Um, yeah, it's very bad. Is. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's very bad. Most oh, like no. like most things that came out on the Wii, in fact. Exactly. There's there's an Iron Chef game on the Wii. That sucks. Mm -hmm. But Iron Chef rules. So whatever. Yeah. Um, in May 2021, Fieri signed a three-year contract with Food Network at an estimated $80 million. So now what we're going to do 
is we're going to I'm going to put the link in the Hamburg Lore chat. And we're just going to like do a little restaurant uh, tour here mm-hmm. of the 17 restaurant chains that wow. this man owns. <laughs> I'm not going to go into every single one of them, uh, but I will list most of them. Guy Fieri's American Kitchen and Bar, Flavor Town Kitchen, Chicken Guy, Downtown Flavor Town, Guy's Burger Joint, Guy Fieri's Tequila Cocina, Guy Fieri's Dive and Taco Joint, uh, Burritos, uh, Highball Lounge, Guy Fieri's Pizza Parlor, Smokehouse, Chop House, Taco Joint, Pig and Anchor, uh, Barbecue Joint, Sandwich Joint, and Guy Fieri's Trash Can Nachos. <laughs> um, um, there is a Guy Fieri's Dive and Taco Joint in Kansas City. This is what I was going to say. Yeah. Okay. This is what I was going to say, that in the Power and Light District in Kansas City, Which where Cam does suck, basically by lives, the way, the Power and Light District the Power blows. And Light District yeah, oh. PL sucks for sure. Oh. Um, however, Cam, have you been to this? You haven't been here, have you? I have stood in line whenever it first opened, realized the line was way too long, and then went down the street to the Burger King. Uh, yes. And then <laughs> the Power and Light Burger King rules. It does. It super <laughs> does. Uh, and then also, I went and ordered some of it off of DoorDash, and they canceled my order after an hour. So I have okay, never had so- it. Okay. And I do want to try it. I do want to try times it. The charm. Exactly. Um, With your like... Patreon support. <laughs> <laughs> we can fly Cam into scenic Kansas City. Um, but like, I just kind of wanted to talk about some of the, the like, he, he has the dumbest named things that I still want to eat. Yeah. Like. You know, he's it, it starts out with the trash can nachos, which he has at almost every restaurant. It is basically like many tostadas stacked on each other, basically. Mm-hmm. Like okay. it looks like it's a big cylinder that they stack into this like, you know, cylindrical. It's almost like a, a like a cake mold. Yeah. Thing. Can I can I read the description lash? on the website of these trash can oh, of nachos? Course. Of course. This towering course. stack of deliciousness starts. Of course, with crispy tortilla chips and cheddar. But what do you get when you pile on barbecue? Guy's super melty cheese sauce. Guy's bourbon brown sugar barbecue sauce. Black beans, pico de gallo, jalapeno sour cream cilantro, and pickled red onions. A pile of nachos that's completely off the chain and shipping straight from Flavortown to your door is what? (laughs) (laughs) That's what's up. Sounds good as shit, though. But like, I would tear that up right now. If you look at some of these, some of these pictures that he has, like the, the burgers, like there's, he, he does this burger that has mac and cheese on it. And like, I'm going to put a picture in the chat real quick. Mm -hmm. Um, I would eat the absolute fuck out of that. Oh my God. Really Mm. good. (laughs) Fuck dude. You can't do this to me right now. (laughs) See, that's the thing is like you could you could do as many fucking, you know, hoity toity, hoi polloi, goddamn bullshit like yeah. uh, reviews that that tear him down for being like too pedestrian or too like whatever. But like, like absolutely like trip and fall and die mad because like, yeah, this shit I'm so amazing. sorry that this so looks like a filling meal. i'm so sorry that people want to have mac and cheese and bacon on a burger like eat my right yeah (laughs) like fuck off (laughs) but yeah man he's just got like you know some pork belly shit some tuna tartare and shit at some of his restaurants like like i said he's got an insane 
amount of of restaurants and some of them are like normal and then some of them have like the most insane names for food ever sorry um, i'm getting interrupting again i'm looking at the website yeah. for uh guy fieri's dive and taco joint uh you know the uh-huh. one in kansas city uh yeah. uh-huh. pups on the patio monthly dog special bring your furry what? friends to pups on the patio for a free dog social on the last tuesday of every month i need to go there oh. now <laughs> holy shit dude they have oh they have dog pools a dog treat bar dog toys that they just give you Fucking Taco Tuesday specials, a guest DJ, and a photo booth for you and your dog. Like, how do you hate that? How do you? How does anybody not like Guy Fieri? (laughs) (laughs) This is this is completely ripping off somebody's uh like stand up routine. But like, I remember somebody saying like. As far as I can tell, the only thing he ever did was follow his dreams. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. And that's like. And his dreams hilarious. are our dreams, too. We are just jealous. <laughs> exactly. <Yes. laughs> Imagine okay. being your most authentic self and owning fucking 17 restaurant chains, one of which has nine locations on fucking boats, my guy. <laughs> like, eat shit. Dude on, <laughs> dude, on Tuesdays, they have $20 margarita pitchers. <laughs> you have to go. So I need to the go last to thing this. I'll say before I move on is that uh, his, his uh, rewards program at Chicken Guy is called the Sauce Squad. Great. Um, Done. Perfect. Sign me up. I'm in. Which I enjoy, and I'm going to put a real quick picture uh, in the Hamburglore uh, chat of the mascot for Chicken Guy. Um, it's just a chicken with, like, a bandolero <laughs> of, like, fucking, like, different sauces on him. Yeah. Um, yeah, he keeps that fucking is, thing on him. I think Does. this is Cam's persona, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, chicken Guy looks like the rebellious son of Colonel Sanders. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think one of those condiments is mayo chup? I think I think they're all nut chup. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? Yeah. Oh my god. Um. So back to like my actual report, but I I didn't want to let it go that like he has seventeen restaurant chains. Good for him. With, yeah. Honestly, like he toured with a road show with a bunch of like that was his idea that he toured with a bunch of Food Network people mm-hmm. and was just like he would just show up in your town and be like food and everyone would be like yeah yeah <laughs> that's very wholesome and good. I think, this is I a Guy Fieri stand podcast, and if you disagree, get the fuck out of here. We haven't even gotten to the big reasons to be a exactly. Stand him, um. So I imagine this is the thing that you know about yes. him, Cam. Um, so in 2015, Fieri officiated at the wedding of celebrity chef Art Smith at Miami Beach. The wedding included, which was at the time, I think, a record-breaking 101 same-sex couples mm-hmm. getting married en masse. Yeah. So he officiated 101 gay weddings at one time. Uh which was a celebration of uh, the lifting of the state ban on same-sex marriage in Florida. They did 101 because the fucking, some politician in Florida was basically like, she looked a lot like Cruella DeVille. So they were like, fuck it. We got 101. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Absolutely. We're 101 gay couples now. Eat shit. <laughs> oh, I love um, it. 
And he did this in honor of his late sister, who was a lesbian. He also owns a vineyard and sells wine under the label Hunt and Ride, named after his sons, Hunter and Ryder, in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, which you may have heard of. Um, <laughs> he had obviously had a negative effect on restaurant uh, the restaurant biz. Um, he teamed up with the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation to raise money for unemployed restaurant workers through a newly created restaurant employee relief fund in order uh, in under two months over $20 million was raised. That's one quarter of the three year contract that he donated. Like, are yeah. you kidding yeah. me, dude? Wow. The guy, yeah. He has obtained his bag and is giving it away. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, Absolutely. And this is not even the only instance of Guy being generous. As stated earlier, his late sister was a lesbian and Guy fought for uh, and donated money to many different charities and events that involve queer communities. His sister actually passed away of cancer um, that she was diagnosed with when she was a child. Um, she was able to battle cancer for decades, though. And after her unfortunate passing, Guy Fieri essentially adopted um, his nephew, her son, and he now lives with the family as a basically a third son in addition to his uh, aforementioned sons, Hunter and Ryder. Yeah. Uh, because of the nature of his sister's passing, uh, Fieri also um, donates substantial amounts of money to childhood cancer research and facilities. Like, this motherfucker is like a friend to the gays, mm -hmm. fights childhood cancer, yeah. and is the chicken guy. Yeah. <laughs> um... Every time there's like a huge national disaster, he is like one of the first people on the ground just yeah. cooking food for people that yeah. have had their entire lives destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and like that's fucking crazy. That's it's so awesome. good. We yeah. stand yeah. Guy Fieri in this no house. Hundred percent. <laughs> Anybody else that if you don't stand him, you're a fucking cop. All right. Yeah. I'll exactly. say it. I don't care. <laughs> or you're Cruella Deville derogatory. Yeah, a cop. <laughs> um, it is absolutely bonkers to to like look up the history and actions of this man and find a rare occurrence of a white dude that actually started from nothing, eventually gained fame and fortune but none of it changed who he was mm. at his core, which seems to just be kind of a goofy dude that likes food. Yeah. Shout like, out. <laughs> shout out, exactly. Like, I think for a long time it was popular and expected to rag on this guy for, like, Flavor Town and donkey sauce and drivers and jivins and dives and look at how, look how silly he looks or whatever. But, like, honestly, he's just kind of a good dude that leaned into his own marketing for appearance and, and, and hosting personality stuff. And now he just donates millions of dollars to childhood cancer research and supporting queer causes. And like, he does this also while making a living off of spotlighting independent restaurants, yeah. the drivers, dinings and dives. If you don't know is him just going to a bunch of local restaurants and being like, look at what they're making. It's so good. And then he leaves. Yeah. And then that restaurant is like famous in town for mm -hmm. forever. Yeah. yeah. Like there are um, people who do entire like vacations tours. and tours yes. based on stuff that he has highlighted in those shows. And that's fucking huge for any sort of small business. Like it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And he just goes there and talks to regular people about the things that he loves the most, which is like cool and good tasting and outrageous food. Yeah. I love it. Dude's fucking rock, dude. Yeah. <laughs> dude's, yeah. dude's actually. This concludes all known lore on Gordon Ramsay. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's that's basically it. But like I, w I, w I woke up today and it was like, maybe I'll, I'll talk about Guy Fieri just because of the like the the hook of 
ha 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 he's so ridiculous like whatever he's over the top but actually he's a really good yeah, dude yeah. is like a good hook but then i was like looking into it and i was like 17 restaurant chains what the fuck yeah. holy shit and then i was like well it's his birthday today i have to do yeah. this it was, it was a sign yeah he is just one of those people that like i don't know he just like screams like i want to be your friend so fucking bad because hanging out with you seems fucking awesome. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. In all of his, like, interviews and stuff, like, he obviously, like, leans into it, like I said. Yeah. Like, he'll wear, like, some, like, you know, douchebag-looking, like, clothes and, like, has, like, an obnoxious chain or whatever. Yeah. But, like, yeah. honestly, you remember you know the spiked like f like flame shirt flavor town guy you're gonna like sure you're gonna yeah. recognize that a lot more than just like a guy who's tragically named guy fairy like mm -hmm. you're not gonna, you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna remember the guy that he was before he put on the mask <laughs> like, um but yeah man like just what a, what a fucking good dude. Fucking shout out. 100%. Happy 55th. Yeah, absolutely. Get your donkey sauce, dude. I hope he has a great birthday. Happy <laughs> yes. birthday, Guy Fieri. Um, <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, Chloe, thanks for being here for this lovely, lovely podcast. Um, Thank you for inviting me and enlightening me. Of course. <laughs> uh, a rare non-cursed episode of this of this fucking podcast. Um, yeah. Well, hey, Pretty Chloe. Awesome. Hey, Chloe, if uh, people if you wanted uh, people wanted to find you on the Internet, maybe stuff you're doing, where can they do that? Uh, they can find me on any platform, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, Instagram, at Echo Chloe. Most of my Twitch streams now are me talking to chat while crocheting various items. Yeah. I'm going full grandma mode and I that fucking rules. They're great. My granny area. <laughs> Honestly, good for you. Good for you. You know, video Thank games you. are overrated. They so. are. Honestly, yeah, like you're making something that is only going to exist like one time, right? Like you're making mm -hmm. a cool thing. Nobody's ever going to see the same person and nobody's going to see anybody else make what you're making on stream. Exactly. I remember <laughs> one stream I tuned into recently where you were playing Overwatch and you're like, I don't want to do this shit anymore. And you just started making a blanket. And I'm like, this is great. This is incredible. That's perfect. That's like the exact Fuck blizzard. I'm making a blanket. Exactly. <laughs> like, I hate video games now, guys. <laughs> well if you dear reader have made it this far thank you so much for listening uh you can you know follow us support us some good shows biz is uh our website with our other shows some good shows on twitter We've got hamburg lore on twitter all that fun stuff uh our patreon patreon.com slash some good shows or bigbone.zone if you want to join the big bone zone uh and you know kick us some financial support we'd super appreciate it you know rating subscribing on whatever your platform you're on uh telling your friends about a show word of mouth is a really good way for podcasts to grow you know if you have something that you like here you know or any other podcast just be annoying to your friends about it you know it's mm -hmm. bound to make somebody listen our show art and music is by zach russell their work can be found at sugar crash tats i can be found on twitter at the camdy man and i can be found on twitter at victory position Thanks again for listening, everyone. And remember, decay exists as an extant form of life. Bye.